0: Well, it's the dynamic, you know when we back again. i back the DJ, you better pack in, you lacking sense. Trying to tangle a bus, with us, group of the big we we'll in the back of the bus to smack hurry,
1: it. you. We're stealing with your lunch, money really oh, just such money if ready to feel just touch. Hurry hurry. by the end of the day, that's understandable. You're what can I say? We got a strong man oh, yeah, man. <laughs> 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 Gaddy has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. He still doesn't know. Oh my god, God, this is the last thing I want. I you know, I don't need. I don't need f feed- I don't I'm not need do not i am not i am not seeking feedback on this. I'm not yeah, I don't want feedback on, on something I've done for free. And
0: yes. uh just like this podcast. Yeah. I don't want feedback
1: That's on something I've right. done for free. I don't need
0: feedback. I get if you enjoy the podcast, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, keep it to your fucking self.
1: <laughs> I get enough I get enough feedback in real time without getting feedback up. Yes. Anyway, welcome to our basketball podcast. All Yes, our- is that Aaron? Sure, I think I recorded any of that. Actually, oh, I've got it. Um, no, no,
0: this has been recording for a while. We're professionals.
1: Yes, unlike the Lakers.
0: Well, they're, they're professional something. Uh,
1: uh, professional <laughs> Show? C- Kurt Rambis strikes me like Kurt he-
0: fucking Rambis. <laughs> he, he's Kurt like a- Rambis, whose entire coaching achievement was as one of fucking Phil Jackson's uh, peyote smoking fucking assistant coaches.
1: I think he has entire, like,
0: the entire fucking history of his achievement as a as a coach was I, that.
1: I think he's actually got some of the worst, like one of the worst records for anyone that's coached over fifty games in the NBA.
0: Entirely possibly because he was coaching a very bad <laughs> Knicks team, very badly. Yeah,
1: and and then he did he did the Timberwolves for a while. Uh, mm. So that's not going to help your record.
0: He's extremely uh, well connected. I think that's really what the story is. So the backstory to this, folks, if you're not across the minutia of what goes on in the, in the NBA, is that uh, the coach of the Lakers, Frank Vogel, who was part of the team that won them the chip in the bubble, what is now two seasons ago, uh, is on the extremely hot seat—the the seat that has you know gas jets firing up your up your coit. Uh, at all moments and apparently is he's coaching on a game to game basis like if he loses he'll he'll basically be fired which basically means he's fired. He once you've actually made that commitment nobody ever get comes back from that. Um we kind of thought Bud was in that position in the middle of last year. That was one of the in the middle of last year's um second round I think we thought we thought he was in that sort of position.
1: Well but, we, th- we thought he might be the first coach to ever get fired in the middle of a <laughs> In the middle of a, middle of, of a but, playoff series, but
0: he was never that close. It wasn't like there was no. there was noises coming out of the back saying, "No, he's he, you know, if he loses again, he's he's out the door." With you know, but uh, you know, that's the word that's apparently coming out of of, of Lake <laughs> HQ, which which leaks like a fucking sieve.
1: But when um, when they rep- and
0: apparently the word is just just to put Kurt Rambis in the situation is that Kurt Rambis misses. Uh, Kurt Rambis was a uh, a guard on some of those. Showtime Lakers teams and yeah. a really good mate of Phil Jackson, so he was an assistant coach with Phil Jackson. Again, I think on that uh, on on the Kobe Lake on the Kobe Shack Lakers. Um, but yeah, his missus is is basically um, the owner's, which is Genie Bus's uh, best mate. So he has a completely outsized, disproportionate to his actual talent level uh, impact on, uh, on, and he seems to have this effect on people because Phil Jackson kept trying to find jobs for him. Um, so he must be a lovely dude to hang around, but really all the ever, the only memorable part of his entire career when he was coaching the Knicks, when Phil Jackson was, uh, running that show was, uh, was liking porn tweets and having the worst record in the history of the universe and trying to run that fucking triangle that, that, that hasn't been relevant since
1: 1988. <laughs> uh, I. I am going to enjoy when Vogel gets fired and it just sits on the beach enjoying his Lakers money while the Lakers continue to be absolute ass. Because yeah. who's like? Uh, I think I was. We listening. should
0: point out that Kurt Rambis's advice was to play their two lumbering, <laughs> old shit bigs, Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan, more.
1: Well, De- DeAndre Jordan, Why? DeAndre Jordan got a, a a very nice contract from the Nets because. KD and Corey and are his mates, and they still shipped him <laughs> out. Like, his best mates literally play for that side, and they're like, yeah, yeah no, dude, we, we, we love you, but we don't want you on our basketball team anymore. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, Kurt Rimbus strikes me as like a, he's like a, a Seinfeld character, or he, he doesn't seem real. <laughs> no. but He
0: has failed up at every level.
1: Yeah, well that that might be the current Lakers. Uh, I, I also enjoy the fact that their new sponsor is what misplaced a c- couple of spare billion dollars because they couldn't.
0: Isn't isn't that a fucking metaphor for the state of the Lakers? Is that crypto <laughs> got, got, dot com got fucking hacked for untold billions of dollars, which have all been laundered through some other fraudulent um, Ethereum platform?
1: Yeah, yeah, having um. You know, being a bit of a Ponzi scheme and having no substance really is a lovely metaphor for the Lakers at the moment.
0: <laughs> not, and, and yet, with all those natural advantages, still you know, running the ship into the fucking dog. I mean, the real issue is that um, they they put all their eggs in the Russell Westbrook basket. I mean, they could have had DeMar DeRozan. They could have had Kyle Lowry. But no, uh, LeBron and Palinka, uh, Rob Palinka, the GM, after Magic Johnson got run out the paint, um was desperate to get russell westbrook and what westbrook is is basically at the the kind of post nuggets alan iverson stage of his career he is absolutely washed There, statistically i think was it goldsbury was saying this or someone was saying this statistically every shot he takes is a bad shot you know his shots are all terrible it doesn't matter you know if anybody else was taking them even them from from areas of the floor where you know if the areas of the floor were, that are you know um, analytically a good shot for him they're a bad shot because he's shooting below par uh against pretty much any any replacement level player
1: i've i've told this story before about a coach this guy who was just this athletic you know fast twitch um you know specimen like he he could just he could just move wherever he wanted to go whenever he wanted to go on the field. So he was this amazing defender, and he just, you know, he would get these tries in a game just because he, you know could make that first move quicker than anyone else. And then he sort of had this real down period in his career and then came back in that rep level as a more hardworking, you know high motor cuz he was always this this guy that was incredibly uh, as well as being athletically gifted was always incredibly fit so you know he just worked harder at the fitness and and the work ethic part and, but i had this conversation with him where he he told me about like the moment he realized that he couldn't play the way that he'd been playing since he was 13 and still play at the top level like he had to go away and learn to play a different way if he was going to keep playing at that level. If he wanted to play the way he'd always play, he'd have to drop down to you know lower grades or overage yeah. rep stuff. But if he wanted to keep playing at the top level, he'd gonna he was going to have to become a different player. And Westbrook just hasn't realised that he hasn't. No, I realized- think he really
0: realises it. I just don't think he's capable of it. I mean that's why that's why I pull the comparison to Iverson. Iverson couldn't do it, so it, it's just that kind of do- that He's only ever played that way. He does not have a plan B. He has never needed a plan B.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, everyone's, oh, they you know, they've turned it around. They beat the Orlando Magic.
0: They beat your Orlando Magic.
1: Uh, oh, the poor old Magic. The poor old Magic are this theoretical team with lots of, tall dudes well, that don't have anyone magic to steer them around yeah
0: about about all we need to say about the magic is that they they exist and they're a basketball team they have won eight games uh out mm-hmm. of the 47 that they have played so far and uh they are going to get the number one pick mm-hmm. i think <laughs> they're well, certainly going to be shortest odds because um detroit have got 11 wins and okc and houston have got 14 which seems massively you know wasteful Seems far way over the top to be to be fourteen. I mean, they're only you know, technically they're only fucking six games outside the tenth seed in Houston, so uh, that seems like a bad plan.
1: Uh, I they need I, to flop a lot harder. I'm fascinated by the Thunder. They have they have two really good players, another really good role player. And they seem to, like, they're one of those sides, too, you know, where the front office will do whatever they have to do to make sure that they don't win too many games, right? You know, trade away guys that are, uh, you know, too too good in the wrong stage of their career. But at some stage, they're just going to, like, they're, they're coaching staff and their. players. At some stage, they're going to have
0: too many good young players and yeah, they won't have right. any choice. But well, to, they don't I, have any fucking vets to trade away.
1: That, that's right. They're... they're, they're Like, they're the chrysalis version of the Grizzlies, you know. You can just see them starting to break out of their shell. And surely the Grizzlies gives the the Thunder, the front office, uh, like a lot of confidence that they can grow sustainably this way. Because, like, not only have they got a good core, but, you know, will, will they hit on a Desmond Bain in one of the 9,000 draft picks that they're going to get from other sides. Yeah. Um, giddies, but giddies. Well, it's almost
0: like there's a there's sort of a continuum. And if you like, like, you've got Phoenix at one end and yeah. you've got um, OKC at the other end. And in between, you've got, say, Minnesota, who are kind of part of the way there, and Memphis, who are most of the way there, and mm. Phoenix, who are all the way there at, at you know, 35 and 9.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Giddy's so Giddy's. many good
0: stories in the West. There's so many good young teams that are, that are, I mean, even the teams that suck are, are promising. Apart from uh, the, the there's a,
1: like, there's some players that I just, you know, I'll at least always watch the 10 minute highlights of games and like the nuggets of that. Like, I, I will watch Jokic no matter what. The dude is just fucking, he just does two insane things every fucking game. Like, that pass to Gordon.
0: Yeah, the, the the pass for the winner um, two days ago. Now the, against um, no, it was yesterday. God,
1: against come on. the Clippers. Yeah,
0: against the Clippers. Yeah, um, and and that was an uh, you know because normally um, the Nuggets aren't one of my teams, but that was a game in which I could uh, unequivocally back them, and it was it was actually a really good fun game.
1: Yeah, and because he threw that pass, at, like I didn't even really think about it. But
0: it was Thursday our time. It was a – 1.30 uh, to. 128 win in overtime. Now, to be fair, that was against a Clippers team that had absolutely nobody. That kind of illustrates the problem with the Nuggets, is yeah. that Jokic is needing to pull bullshit out of thin air in order to, to keep
1: them afloat. Yeah, they, they, they're they desperate for um, Jamal Murray to come back. Like, even if he well, comes yeah, back... at least at-
0: he has a time frame. I mean, the other thing is that, I mean, they tra- they traded some bit parts and pieces and somehow got Bryn Forbes back. It was a yeah. useful fucking... Um, role player. He was good. He was decent for the Bucks last year in in their championship you, run. You, there were a couple would... of games where Bryn Forbes Forbes was the difference, particularly in those games where Giannis was out in the um, in the Atlanta series.
1: Um, Hardwood Paroxym keeps like posting these screenshots.
0: More of um, uh, the, the Action, the action
1: Network. Network keeps posting these screenshots of Campazzo just like out on the three point line with nobody on him because he can't hit. You know, he just he just can't hit. At a decent clip. Even if Bryn Forbes Which is very
0: but, odd for a for a Argentinian fucking yeah. uh, guard, isn't it? But if Bryn Forbes can cancel just, his fucking passport for that.
1: Just sit out there and hit forty percent of very wide open looks that Jokic is gonna spoon feed him every game, then yeah. Uh, yeah, that he will do quite well there, I would imagine. Um yeah, they just feel like they've gotta they've gotta keep in that five six spot, you know. They don't wanna they don't wanna play in a playground play in it's so
0: important to be six and not seven. Yeah. And currently the difference between six and seven is a game. It's Denver at 23 and 21. And then the Lakers and Clippers are basically flat 500. It's funny that, you know, the Lakers and Clippers pretty much have the exact same record, but one of them is coming coming by that record with a hell of a lot more angst and drama and, and palace intrigue than the other.
1: The other thing, though, is the one spot in the West is is strangely, uh, like, you you really want that one spot in the West because – Five yeah. six could and be. And Phoenix is
0: running away with it just quietly at the moment because the, the with with Dre out uh, the dubs have had a little bit Good of a struggle. Slide. And they needed a, a Steph they needed Steph Curry's first ever buzzer beater um you know, you know, walk off buzzer beater to uh to beat the fucking worst in the league Houston Roquettes. Hmm. Uh, today and they uh, they lost yesterday to the to Pacers. The fucking Pacers hadn't won an away game since November and then beat the Lakers and the Dubs back to back.
1: So if you're two three in the West, you could be facing the Nuggets with Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back. Like I realise mm. that you're still going to be favourites in these series, or you could be facing the Clippers with Kawhi <laughs> and Paul George back. Mm. Not ideal. Not Whereas, if you're like so, that's three, four. So if you're, if you're, I don't
0: think Kawhi's coming back this year,
1: though. Oh no! There's, there's, there's been a lot of chatter in the last week or so that 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 they're more optimistic that he will come back this I guarantee year. Yeah,
0: the chatter wasn't from Kawhi. No,
1: <laughs> no, that's right. How how about Doc Rivers today? By the way, just like I, I am, you know, a coach defender. Right, I'm always going to back the coach. He got asked Except the he got asked a legitimate question and he's just like, would you ask Pop that question? It's like, dude, you've lost you've lost more like big games in finals than just about every other top coach. It's a fair question. It was a shit it was a shit rotation. What the fuck are you doing? Like I, I don't think you're quite at that um uh pop uh I'm trying to think who else is, is is coaching in the league at the moment who's who's in that, you know, don't Carlisle. Carlisle. Um I mean, Carlisle's Spoh, at least got a chip. Spo has multiple chips. Like Rivers has got a chip, but he's also uh, lost I think he's lost four or five game sevens, you know, like uh, he is and he yeah.
0: has lost multiple three one series, which is yeah. Kind of funny. Um yeah, and his uh his seventy sixes are currently sixth um behind cleveland ahead of charlotte which mm. is kind of a um it's just-, just a mediocrity sandwich there although to be fair cleveland cleveland refused to die they refused to stop they're still uh, an amazing defense i mean they're, they're only you're only giving up like 100 and less than 103 points per, per um 100 possessions which is pretty much the best in the entire eastern conference
1: only 7 games between 1 and 8 in the in the east well
0: yeah the, the East and, the east is much more compressed yeah. you can be i mean at um philadelphia are only 3 games behind brooklyn who are now in front now in charge of the east after chicago lost to the bucks today uh the bucks are only a game behind but they're fourth because they're behind uh miami miami are uh, you know only behind chicago on uh number of uh number of wins they've got pretty much you know the, like, 28 and 16 versus 29 and 17. So it's incredibly tight in the
1: and, East. And, and Miami, the cavalry is coming. You know, they've they've yes. they've weathered the storm of all, all their dudes being out and Kyle Lowry taking the, the challenge of winning games with, you know, guys that he met, met in the war. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I've got you tonight. Hi, sure, I, I'm Kyle. I'm <laughs> yeah. the one with the big ass. That's right. Whereas so,
0: the Nets, the, it's not going to get better for the Nets for a while because, I mean, they've got Kyrie back for most of the away games. But... Um, they're not getting KD back for six to eight, aren't they? Because he's he's um, had a little tear of his one of his yes. his knee ligaments. MCL, MCL. I think it it's was. the a good needle.
1: one. It's the one that's not not you don't need to surgically well, repair. It,
0: yeah, it's it's yeah. the one that, that you you can, you can hurt up. Um, and Chicago have been have been struggling by without Zach Levine, who's out for a bit.
1: Yeah, um, they've lost so Lonzo for I would a bit I would to expect
0: him. to see Miami and Milwaukee possibly uh, possibly be ahead of them. By the time that uh, by that time KD and um, Levine get back to those teams,
1: I meant to ask you before before the pod because it's never good to you know talk uh, technical pod stuff on the pod. do your production
0: <laughs> meeting on the on, uh, the, fucking on the pod. Well, no. But
1: what what did you think of my idea of an actual like a serious world versus USA game like not not an all star sort of thing where you just pick the best players and you don't try and put a side together, but if you were putting a world versus usa side together to try and win a game win an all-star game like again you know the, All- well, the all-star the all-star game is not a game that, where that, anyone tries to win that's the
0: problem that's the inherent logical fallacy you've got is the idea of winning an all-star game i think you've now got enough talent that you could that the two teams would be fair and interesting
1: well whereas
0: my, my, and this is this has been proven in the um in the the rookie sophomore game, the rising yeah. stars game, because the last little while, because the the world team and, and the in uh, and, and the USA team are always you know comparable.
1: So so my I was thinking my my world starting team would just about guarantee it would be uh, like a competitive match, just because if the USA wanted to come out and you know. Play all-star style basketball. <laughs> the, this world starting team would just hand, quite happily, hand them their, you know, asses in a basket and say, "Well, you, you know, we are not going to just muck around." So I had.
0: Well, I, I well, you, if you have Luca in that team, I think I don't I don't think that's the case at all. I think Luca would be more than happy uh, okay, to play. But, if you, but, but, but if, what's but the if point? Of, a, the point of the all-star game is to sell basketball. Yeah, it's not. It's not to have a competitive game no so if you have a hard defensive game that's not great if you have a bunch of angry looking eastern eastern european white guys beating the shit out of the people you want to be the stars of your league that's not good for business and also if a whole bunch of a bunch of american racist assholes start cheering for the world team over the people you actually want to be the stars, which is the USA team, yeah. that's not good for your business. So I think there's there's a few problems yeah, with I, the I, idea. Although I, I, it's good for us, we would quite well enjoy I, a world, you know, that's a USA versus world. But you, I, I think it might have unintended commercial
1: consequences. You and I would enjoy watching Jokic because because my five was Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, Luca, and Shay. Yeah,
0: because he's and, Canadian.
1: And he's Canadian. Um, I don't you know, know if he'd
0: make. I don't know if he'd make the team today, but um, well, I think he has. Don't to know because, if he'd be a starter cause, today.
1: Because I went. I, well, but based on my well, rules, well, given that
0: given that Wiggins will be an all star this year, very likely, and Shea won't, I would have. You know, Wiggins will probably get that
1: spot. Yeah, but if you, this is the thing, right? You're not putting together an all star team. You're putting together a team to win. And that there, yes, but not- but I've,
0: we've already pointed out that that's not the point of all star, and that will never be the point of all star.
1: Th- there's just unless not- there's
0: something writing on it, and they they can't be.
1: There's not many there's actually a million forward center good um world players, but there's the the point guard uh class is pretty thin. So you're looking at like of the of the guys that are available, because Jamal is not available. There's someone else that's injured Canadian. as well. Um and there's Something there's not there's not that shoot. many European guards in the league at the moment. They're all like I suppose Luke, that's because they were all
0: fucking old mate. Who was that that Clippers dude who came over and he he, he looked about forty-seven oh, years old, yeah, like, smoking like he cigarettes got, at the at the He was bugging durries in the fucking fire escape. telenovich no, no, no Tadeosic. That was
1: Tadeosic. He was he teodosic. was the who was the um. Who is the point guard? I'm really played?
0: hoping Dante Exum comes back from Barcelona with that kind of vibe. Yes. Just, just looking kind of deli- permanently unshaven and, and, oh, oh, and just slightly off the pace, but just complete ass and just amazing. The total opposite of, of this hyper athletic kid who kept injuring himself.
1: Every time Ken Barzo plays for the Nuggets, I'm like, seriously, you you couldn't sign Exum and give him a run? Like, at least he's six foot six and can shoot. Ah, oh, just very frustrating. But I, I agree with you that it, that's for, – for Exum's long-term, even long-term NBA prospects, the best thing for him to do is go and prove that he can play a whole season without getting injured.
0: And um, the best thing for his long-term life, you know, his quality of life is to mm-hmm. go and play high-level basketball in one of the best cities in the world.
1: Yeah, where man. living in he, he gets
0: paid reasonably well. He might, you know, I, I don't he think Joe back, ever yeah. regretted. And you know, Joe might be on his way back to Europe the way things are going. I mean, mm. I, I think he's just in a slump. But you know, Utah seemed to be quite happy to have the word out there that that he's he's on the trading block.
1: Yeah. Look, it, one of the big regrets of COVID was that you know Vanessa had a a. Um, uh, like a a, about a, a a conference about a conference in in Barcelona, and I had was I it mean, Barcelona I, or Seville? I thought it was ah, Seville. Oh, sorry, Seville. But, but yeah, yeah. we were talking about. You
0: know which which football shirt you needed to try and get, and yeah. um, you need to make that choice very carefully, and and then not turn up to the game in the wrong shirt because yeah. uh, the Seville derby is the most let us say passionately observed uh derby in in all of Spanish football, and I think it, uh there was a. I think someone got hit with a fucking flying uh flag pole that's in recent games. It was that like one of those plastic PVC jobs. I oh,
1: I thought so, yeah. I'd just stock up on double A batteries and go and watch a, a EuroLeague game, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Double A's? <laughs> fucking D-cells, man.
1: That, that was probably one of the funniest They're
0: lucky they're not getting Dolphin torch batteries lobbed at
1: them. One of the funniest things was the reporter asking Jokic whether, <laughs> whether he thought the Miami crowd was a bit hostile, <laughs> and Jokic looking at him and going, you do know where I grew up playing basketball, yes. right? Have
0: you met my brothers? <laughs> have, have
1: you ever seen... Novak like
0: Jokovic is from my country. Do these people sound fucking normal and rational to you?
1: Oh, and there and there ends our tennis coverage. Yes. Um. Uh. Was it was it good? I, I was thinking about this last night. Was it good that I was genuinely like upset that the Australian team had dropped Perry? Like, is it? Is it?
0: I, no, I think I think it kind of reflects the biggest problem with the way. I mean, Perry. Uh, so at uh, least Perry got dropped for this T20 series, and people have been talking about this. being likely there was a piece uh, uh, of Lisa sorry Leitha, Letha Stakela wrote in the SMH, Sydney um, Morning Herald, like March last year, saying you know th- there might be a time where they they drop Perry because she's not bowling and her batting is is kind of in The team is a bats bats person, right. and as soon as as soon as you and, and that's the problem is ever since she had that. Nasty hamstring, hamstring injury, injury. injury in the running for the women's World uh,
1: Cup T Twenty World Cup in three um, years ago, I think.
0: Just before COVID, it was literally yeah. the last thing that happened before COVID. Uh, so, so into twenty um twenty, she's been, but uh, you know, she hasn't been bowling that much, and, and her batting's kind of been dr- dr- dripping. Dr- 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 drifting out and she's 31 years old i mean she's yeah. eventually going to so i mean the idea the team could cope i mean the, the team won the game that she was dropped for mm. and tally mcgrath scored a fantastic 90 odd off fucking 50. the team are fine without her the problem is all the commercial um and sponsorship and marketing stuff that's been built around her as the star of the team they probably need to rethink that stuff because she's they need to have a plan for what happens it's a little bit like moto gp with valentino rossi if that's your fucking star eventually that your star will fade and that star mm. will leave the fucking sp- well but but that, leave the team
1: that was what i found interesting right was uh, like and this is what i said to you i don't know if i said it on twitter or on dms but like I, I understand rationally it's the best thing for the australian side to do and i was actually thinking When I was, even though I was ranting against her getting dropped and making jokes about it, I was thinking they're going to be fine. McGrath is a gun player and is absolutely fucking like because I watched I watched a heap of her in the in the um in the Big Bash this year and I'm like oh they'll be fine. She's she's a gun she's it's a sign
0: absolute- that the big bash is doing its job it's just producing these really good yeah, cricketers that's right I, mean, I think perry will probably be back for the longer forms i mean you'd like to think oh, so absolutely. because the she, she fox's is. graphic had her as the you know when they, they showed like there were 220s and there was a test match in one day as and it was it was perry with the the whites and the and the uh, and yeah. the fucking nose ink as the as the icon that represented test match and i thought you'd better fucking hope that she she retains the spot
1: Oh no! I, um, I, I as think for, as I a fifth bowler and
0: a top a top order batsman, I think that's the, but batter. Um, that, that's probably still still
1: the move. I, I think for for the one as and the and the Test cricket, she's just an absolute no brainer. Like she bats it. She plays a different role in the one days because yeah. you don't at, at four. You don't need someone to tee off. At four, you need yep. someone who can either save an in innings or like build a quick fifty, not a quick ten. And that's the that's the thing about T twenty is like you need someone in that four five six that might have to come in and score twelve off three balls or fifteen yeah. off off three balls and she's not quite that accelerant. No. It, it, in a one in a one day game, you you need to score more than fifteen runs. You can't get out yeah. after fifteen at four. You've got to you know you've got to get thirty or forty or fifty. So. Um, I, I, just, I do I, wonder I just, what I kind of, of
0: what kind of career she would have had as a professional footballer. Though,
1: mm. I mean, I
0: don't know if she was as good, uh, but I think that you know it hasn't been a bad wicket to be on as a, a women's cricketer, given that you know the rise of the BBL and everything. Yeah, but um, you know,
1: well, l- uh, look
0: look where Sam Kerr is now.
1: Well, we might be talking a lot more Matildas on this podcast because um, one of the the, the New guy I hired this year, or la- at the end of last year for my work. His his daughter is in the Matilda's team. Uh, didn't get her debut last night. She was on the bench, and I don't think she got a run. But will absolutely get a run, you know, sometime in the future. So
0: well, that's one up on me. My, my cousin's daughter was uh, was in the 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 Raw team the uh, year before last, I think. Yeah, was now on a, a scholarship in the US system, in the US college system. So.
1: Mm. So yeah, might be following a lot more women. So I, I just I just thought it was interesting where I like you know three or four years ago I sort of knew Perry and Lanning and not much much else in the women's game and like yeah. I'd, I'd watch games and now it's like oh yeah you know if they leave Perry out they'll have McGrath and this yeah. person can play at this spot and and the bowling will cope because they've got these it's just
0: like yeah oh. i tell you i didn't look good at the start of that game where no, the, english, the first game with the english were just taking the a- fucking long handle particularly the tale of lomek who's yeah. extremely quick but particularly wayward and she got mm, absolutely yeah. carded in fact she got um she got dropped for the game today which only got a couple of overs in before uh, adelaide's out. weather decided uh this is this is only going to be a three-match series
1: um yeah, the the old like it was watching. It was like watching Brett Lee when Brett Lee doesn't come off. You know, because it's yeah, so- well,
0: it was almost it was almost like Shaun Tate. You know, it was because yeah. given given how much quicker that Vlamk is than, than a lot of uh, a lot of those bowls. But it was it was extreme fucking wild thing areas.
1: Yeah, oh, just like you know, if you can, if you can get it in the right spot. There's so much pace coming off the ball that it just beats the field, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And she kept
0: bowling the same fucking delivery and, and, and yeah. uh was it the other night it was opening and just 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 fucking lofted, you know, off off dinks and um that would be that.
1: Mm. But yeah, I, I, I find it fascinating that there's a whole heap of discussion and interest and sort of knowledge around uh, the the team now that uh, I, I guess, you know, there was sort of the diehards that knew about it, like, you know, the the Adam Collins and, and the yeah. Jeff Lemons, but, you know, just a whole heap of normal cricket fans are, are now a lot yeah. more invested in it. So,
0: But they do need to, the marketing people and the sponsorship people need to catch up with that and start mm. promoting some of these, 20 somethings, because as I say, Perry is So yeah, and she she's moved, moved south for work. So moved south because I think her partner lives down there. Um, she's probably, you know, considering what, you know, what, what comes next in her career, what happens, you know, in terms of life after cricket, there's going to need to be somebody else who's the, the face in front of the, the Commonwealth bank ads. And, and, you know, there needs to be the face of the series and it, it, you think well you know surely they'll, they'll get over it but mm. fox kept cutting back to elise perry in the fucking when they were winning the the first game well i don't the, know whether they were hoping to see whether she was kind of grimacing as uh, or something like that but it was like it was a it was um it was a sign that, that the broadcaster can't live without her at this stage even if yeah I was,
1: I was gonna say that that, that might be uh that might be the the thing right it might be the, i mean the, the-,
0: the elephant in the room is that she's extremely pretty and yeah. i think that's and, and heterosexual and I think, I, I hate to bring that up, but it seems like they're not willing to put forward anything. You know, they had this 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 marketing godsend in this, you know, this pretty blonde girl who was extremely good at, at the sport. Um, but we've seen in, in AFLW and we've seen in women's soccer that, you know it's very easy to make superstars out of these players and it doesn't matter what they look like or what their preferences are or not they're just just as marketable as 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 anything um they just need to get the fuck over it
1: well i was, and, gonna, and I was gonna say that, d- that
0: stop caring what fucking 45 year old men think
1: the, the same thing with the men's cricket which
0: is ironic on this podcast
1: the, the same thing with the men's cricket is it might not necessarily be the team or the actual game that needs to to evolve it might be on media, yes. Because watching the men's
0: speaking of well, the men's team has, has got a, a pretty young thing as a, as a lead. It's fucking Pat Cummins, who's, yeah. Who's uh, but like he's who's, who's also a marketing godsend for for them trying to promote the series.
1: But like, um, again, we were talking about it the other day. But like, there was this little interview, like on field. Interview with Labashain and, and Mark War and a couple of the other seven guys. And they were talking about a, a run out. And, uh, like, Labashain was just completely bewildered. He's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? It's, it's like, you, th- 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 there's not many Zach Lowe's kicking around, uh... Basketball coverage, uh, uh, sorry, cricket coverage. I'm guessing. Well,
0: there aren't that many kicking around basketball coverage in terms of the televised. Product. No,
1: that's probably true I mean, too.
0: What's the most the most famous and the highest profile basketball um, pregame show? It's the one with Chuck Barkley, you know, yeah, uh,
1: and, and Shaq,
0: and you know.
1: There, there's a lot of there's a lot of good on air announcing. That's teams. not to like, say that's a stupid show, but it's yeah, there is. It's a know, hot take show. That's for sure. It's
0: a hot take show. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. And and the ESPN. You know, common trade team has fucking Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy, their, their number one team. I did like the fact that you pushed it towards cricket in a desperate attempt not for us to avoid talking about the nine and one in their last ten games until they, they lost yesterday. Dallas Mavericks, um, and your favorite coach, you you, yeah. you know, the coach defender, the coach defender is logged on. Your your friend and mine, Jason Kidd, has led them to the best uh, defense in the Western Conference, yeah, which is it's, not something that we'd ever no. said or thought about any Jason Kidd team in the history of Jason Kidd or teams.
1: Well, the the funny thing was, was one of the reasons he got fired with the Bucks was he had this all out weird defensive scheme that like people just, as soon as they realized what he was running would like, it was quite easy to destroy. Uh, and the Mavericks aren't exactly a, Team that you look at their personnel and it screams defensive juggernaut. No, um, absolutely not. They have
0: Luka Doncic.
1: so maybe. Oh, and they've got Paul Zingas like Paul Zingas. Well, they don't
0: have Paul Zingas, and so that might be part of might be why it helps.
1: But, but like I was saying last week with um, Charks, who's who's the you know, like he lives in Dallas and he understands in one that,
0: intelligent guy in the ringer.
1: Oh, no, they got a couple. Rob Mahoney's pretty fucking good too. Um. You know, he was saying where, where the difference between Carlisle and Kid was. You know, Carlisle would like uh, Josh Green, the the Aussie guy yeah. playing for the Mavericks. Carlisle would just bench him because he, you know, would miss shots. And he was like, "Well, if you can't hit shots, you're not playing." Whereas Kid's like, "You just run around and and give me effort and yeah. work your ass off and AFL no ruck rover." Just- yeah, yeah, S- save your, you know, uh, bank make up for Luca's defensive. Uh, Problems just with pure effort, and then, hmm. mate. If you if your three point uh, shot comes back up to thirty five percent, then we're golden. And yeah. that's a that's a really interesting, different way to get the most out of your players. Carlisle is a wizard in terms of um, losing. I was going to say scheming, like you know, coming up with ways to beat teams. But he doesn't seem to be a coach that gets the most out of. Developing and young players, he wants players fully formed.
0: He he wants finished articles, and that yeah. was the case with you know he's, he's just, none yeah. of when um he, when he, they had youngsters coming into yeah he had no uh, he to, had, to had Dallas, no success with with had no time for them yeah yeah I mean Dennis Smith Jr might have might have always turned out to be crap but you know he, he certainly wasn't going to turn out to much, mm. be much at um uh, under under um Carlisle because Carlisle wasn't here for that.
1: And that's where the Grizz are, are fascinating because they're taking guys like Desmond Bain, who like- who sounds
0: it, like a, a, a sort of a Batman villain. A Batman villain,
1: villain. yeah. Uh, who, like from all reports in his draft, uh, like he, he just sounds like a Draymond Green clone, right? Uh, your wingspan is too small. You can't jump. You can't do this. You can't do that. And he's like, well, fuck you. If you actually look at my play in college- that's like my, my my play and my physical attributes don't match up. Now I'm sure there's a lot of guys in college whose play is great in college, and but you know the physical attributes just you know are too big an obstacle when you get to the NBA. But the Grizz seem to find these guys that outperform their expectations again and again and again. So they've got a window right because the thing is they're going to they're going to hit the spurs trap where as they continue to get success people are going to poach their front office guys people are going to poach their scouts yeah. people are going to poach their assistant coaches like i guarantee you one of the assistant coaches for the grizzlies will be you know interviewing for head coaching jobs this year uh their window might not be players. Their window, you know, the window might not be players anymore. The window might be development and front office and coaching staff before you. All all the good player, all the good um, backroom people in your in your uh, organization get poached. Um, they're
0: also in a in a conference that, uh, so they're also in a division, which means they have to play a lot of really good teams over and over again. I mean, yeah. they're in the um, they're in the northwest with uh, Utah and Denver and Minnesota and Portland, and all those teams are in the in the uh, the top ten at the moment. Yep. Even Portland, who are nineteen and twenty-six, they've got a bit of a gap to Sacramento, so it probably means Portland. Even though Dame Lillard has uh, gone off to to get something surgically repaired, um, they're probably going to be in a playing game.
1: uh oh, they're doing a great job of um, boosting CJ's trade value. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> or Anthony Simons is trade value, yeah. unless he's going to be the the, um, the centerpiece of the next the next fucking uh, team, I suppose.
1: Uh, I don't know. I think that's all the NBA takes I've got. Have you got any any other other sport takes? Are we going to talk? Uh, Only that talk- it's a
0: it's a damn shame to see the Black Caps series in Australia and the Australia series against New Zealand and the South African series over here all go by the wayside. Um, Uh, It's sort of a function of uh, New Zealand's border policies and and requirement for MIQ and the the lack of places in MIQ. Um, But it kind of sucks because it would have been really good to see this New Zealand team might be the team that could actually finally trouble Australia in Australia. I mean, that's what uh, we've been saying that forever. And it would have been really cool to see that that young South African team, Mm. Um, the one without the the, the crusty veterans who were, you know, may or may not have been implicated in. In a bit of casual Yorkshire-style racism in in the the locker room, uh, it had been all shipped out, and these young young guns were were champing at the bit to to, to fucking beat up that Indian team. It had Curly so rattled that he was screaming obscenities into a stump mic about, about at the director of the, of the super sport coverage. In a weird way, he was kind of defending Dave Water. Uh, he was like, "We well, stop stop looking at you know. Why did you look at your own team when they shined the ball?" Yeah, um, look, I basically ended up having to. Oh. I, I, he's resigned the captaincy, hasn't he? He's, yeah, he's he's he's, he's, he's 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 brain friendly went ping.
1: Oh, like yeah, g- being a being a Test cricket captain would be some hard fucking yakka. Like,
0: well, yeah, you don't get paid more. No, nah, well, I think you do. Work,
1: I think you do, but you not, yeah, not. it's a, it's, it's but, like a, a small bump, not a not yeah, a, it, like it, it's you, a, you a get, match
0: fee. It's an extra match fee payment. Yeah. It's not your your contract goes up. Yeah, so it's, you probably you, get more. I mean, Matt, uh, Pat Cummins probably gets more ad deals. He gets yeah. he gets more more uh, promotional um, cash than, than he would have had previously. But so yeah, it's a
1: it's a tough gig. So I just wanted to to bring up one more one more cricket thing before we go. Uh, again, this season, um, Mel brought up the fact that they're looking at three Test series for the Ashes rather than five. Right, and of course. Mel Farrell? Farrell? Yeah, Melinda Farrell, yeah. Uh, she's on Crick Info? Uh, Sporting News, is She she's the... Oh, This is a written
0: piece, because she also works for uh, Crick Info, because yeah. she often does... Um,
1: plot Inquiries. She,
0: plot Inquiries, yeah. you know, she and Kimber and various others, sort of depending on who's around.
1: So, like, so, so it's been floated, you know, uh, go back to three test series because, you know if if one if the if the bad team jags one you know then it's it's there's a lot more interest than if you know australia wins the first three and then it's just all over and no one really gives a fuck um and of course all the traditionalists came out and were like you you can't get rid of five test series you can you know you can't do that that's that's test cricket it's it's you know it's sort of the holy grail and it's like well i'd I rather see three tests against england and build Afghanistan. Like, I realise Afghanistan and Pakistan and Bangladesh are not big drawing teams now, but like how many times can England like what's what's this like the fourth time England's come out and just been absolutely thrashed in Australia? Like it's been yeah. it's been a long time since they were actually competitive. Uh, it's ten years. I would I would like to see Rashid Khan bowling on the scg in a test match that would actually be interesting look i, I realized yeah,
0: that i think you're in a massive minority and people aren't going to pay for it and it's not as though the afghanistan Barmy army are all going to come out here and buy tickets and, and drink beer in fact all the people from Af- the, the sort of army from Af- afghanistan we probably don't want out here because they're probably the taliban
1: but the thing is right but, but the ashes is never a
0: commercial failure
1: i i i, I understand that but that you will not build like it, it. It's a little bit like the AFL and the AFL Women's, right? The AFL. Oh, yeah, that's
0: right. That's still happening despite the best wishes of the AFL.
1: Exactly, and that's how I feel a little bit about England and the Ashes, right? It's like we cannot do any like we've got this product. We know everyone likes it, and we will not do anything that might take you know do be slightly different from that. We know that the other product is not going to be as popular but we're just going to protect the, the first product. And it's like...
0: Well, it's a cash cow. It's the, it's the thing that makes all the money. Of but, course but, you're not going to... Doing less of it is a terrible
1: idea. There is a lot of Bangladeshi... Uh, Afgh- like, there's a lot of expats in Australia. Like, actually grow your base. Grow your base in this country. Like, Look at the test team. Look at how Usman uh, getting two centuries has been received by the wider cricket community. I understand that it's financial suicide right now, but if you build those traditions, if you actually try and build that interest and broaden out cricket in the country, you might find that it's more sustainable long-term. I don't know whether Australia thrashing England in five games is sustainable forever. Like,
0: it, ha- well, it has been for the past fucking I, I really, for most yeah. of our lives, I, and it's been tremendous. Don't yeah. take away my four-yearly joy of watching England come out here, Look, make, that, talk big, and then get fucking trounced. That, That's I'm a still, delight. It's an absolute joy. It's one of that, my favourite things in the world.
1: That would still happen in a three-match t- in a three match series. No, but it really? won't last
0: long enough. You, you, don't get, you need to, to, to have already lost in three and then have to turn up and play the next two. That's really important. It just well, kind of, this is for everything you did to the world, you colonial fucks.
1: The, 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 I have to say, the Hobart one where it looked like they were going to be competitive—that
0: was the best part. That at was, one point, their windvis was, was—I was, know windvis is a fucking random number generator sometimes, but at one point they were like 52-48 in terms of the chances of winning it, and that was—that was. I think that was like two for eighty or one for eighty or something, and then. <laughs>
1: well, that, like how, how could... How, like. It's not often that our takes on this podcast, like, come out looking shiny. But us going, uh, us with the take that Cam Green, when he gets it right, is almost impossible to play, (laughs) came completely to fruition where he bowled. This spell where it's like, holy fuck, this is like watching Joel Garner bowl because you've got this tall guy that can bowl very fast and pitch it right up, but it still gets up into your ribs and is very yeah. uncomfortable at that pace. And he bowled three absolute pearl. Like, uh, I don't care how good a batsman you are. It, that de- Those three deliveries were, you know, virtually unplayable. And then yeah. w- once you open the floodgates against that England team, it's like, Good, oh,
0: they were already They already on the yeah. plane home. They were already back in back in the hotel having after match drinks, pretty much mentally. Uh, and even then, they get the cops got called, so it was really not going that well. To,
1: for them. Is isn't that Nathan Lyon is really living his best life, isn't he? He's just really leaning into the fact that you know he's endured a lot of um, Shane oh. worn. A <laughs> Shane Warne, but yeah, a lot of the in out. Will he ever play? And now he's gotten to this yeah. sort of semi legend status, where he's like, "Well, fuck you, I'm going to enjoy myself."
0: Well, yeah, he's got to the, got to the point of, of being uh, ironically called the goat. To yeah. you know,
1: to it what, being a lot less what's ironic. What's he? Our fourth t- stati- statistically is our fourth Sadistically. best. Statistically, yeah, statistically. Uh, all right, Doc. Shall we wrap it up and and do a little bit of uh? Old school after dark about the hottest 100.
0: (laughs) Is that still happening? It is. I'd need another drink for that. All right. Cheers, mate.
1: See ya. Gaddy has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. Still doesn't know.